Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This is Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Now, here is your host, Jeff Howe. We are coming strong with a special edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247. I am Jeff Howe, and Matt Rod and I talk all the time about how this is our favorite week of the year. It's Texas OU week. We've Rod's played in this game. I've covered a number of them now. Matt's attended a number as a fan. And let me actually bring in the master of the soundboard, the driver machine extraordinaire, Matt Butler. Matt I always say this anytime we get to this week, no matter what I do during the year, this, covering this game is the coolest thing I do all year. And that's in years where, you know, you've I've done a Sugar Bowl, College World Series, whatever. This is the coolest thing I do. Um, what does this game mean to you? Why is this game so special to you? Uh, just, I don't know. It always just brings back not only the football and football season texas football how that's intertwined with family austin everything like this but this was the pinnacle of that so if you're looking for football season you're so excited but once football season gets there you're sort of like oh well i can't wait till ou and then you know that ou is coming early in the season and then you know that the whole season can be defined i've had many falls where just i remember like just leaving in a rage and going and sitting in a hallway by myself like even texas getting their butts kicked it used to really affect you as a kid so it's just one of those games that was different than any other and then getting to be around it and hearing the stories from it it's like when you play in it it just it seems to brand into the minds of those players and it forever ingrained basically rod's professional life was what that 2000 game did to him yeah and uh it's interesting with this year's game in 2019 we hit some pretty interesting milestone anniversaries 30 years since 30 30 years think about this 30 years since Johnny Walker's game-winning touchdown in the 89 game, Peter Gardere's first of four wins over Oklahoma. We're at 25 years since James Brown, as a freshman, beat Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl and placed the Shane Morans. We're at 10 years since that wild 99 game where Mike Leach left the dummy play call mm. sheet in the tunnel that Oscar mm. Giles mm. and Tom Herman picked up and took to Carl Reese and said, look what we found, and it's exactly what Oklahoma wanted Texas to find. Total leech. Ten years since Colt McCoy's last victory, so a lot of a lot of interesting milestones. So we wanted to do something special for you guys, those of you who are probably going to Dallas for the game right now, um, if you're en route or if you're hanging out wherever. Uh, this is just some classic interviews we've done over the year. And, Matt, we were talking about this before. A lot of this is kind of yeah. 2012-2013-ish. Uh, but you'll hear from a lot of lifetime Longhorns, a lot they of good. randomly reference a 2013 right. game or something. So right. it's out of context for that, but the stories are great. But a lot of lifetime Longhorns, a lot of really good stories, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy. And I will let Matt introduce uh, our lifetime Longhorns as they get cycled through here on this special show. Lifetime Longhorn, B.J. Johnson. But speaking of Dallas, man, why we got you? And you might know more about this rivalry than others because now you grew up in Dallas. 
Um, obviously, the Texas OU game played there in Dallas. Um, I don't know if you've got a chance to watch the Longhorns the last two years down there. Uh, but you tell me, man, we had to go through it together. What does this team need to do to beat Oklahoma in your eyes? Uh, well, I'm going to be honest, man. We went, you know, I've been going to the games the last couple of years because, you know, I found out that you can tailgate now, man, when you don't play football anymore. Man, it's the best part of it. <laughs> and I love it. Yes. I love it. I just, I didn't know anything about that when I was playing. So <laughs> I love to go there to this big tailgate party they have. And, and this past year, I think me and my wife left about midway of the first quarter. It wasn't a good feeling. We went back to the tailgate and man. just kept drinking. So, man. I mean, what they need to do, man, is, is they really need to get some playmakers, and they need to get the playmakers the ball in space. Um, I'm glad to see Major is, is calling those plays just because going back to playing with Major, he was always like a coach on the field, and he always knows where people are going to be in certain situations. You know, Major was kind of guy, Coach, Coach Davis called something, and he'd be like, scratch that we're not running that we're gonna run this because this is gonna work at this particular moment so being that they have that kind of mind upstairs looking down at the field and the defenses i think he'll understand this year by getting the players the ball in space and you know not all the gimmicks that you know was me and run the past couple of years you just get your ball get the ball in the playmaker's hands quick and fast and try to get some yards and i think he'll that's what he'll be trying to do this year that's what they need to do on offense well, hey, BJ, uh, Rod, he spoke at length over the last couple of years about just the, the passion y'all guys played with, especially after the first blowout loss to OU in 2000 and how that really motivated the team there right. forward. But, you know, I sort of wanted to ask you, you know, if you had the opportunity to address the team before heading to Dallas, you know, after living that experience, what would you tell the team? Just what did you endure? Well, I'm going to be honest. I did have a chance to uh, address the team. I think it was, as a matter of fact, two years ago, um, the night before the game. Um, obviously, it didn't work. But um, <laughs> I had to end up apologizing to the loss and the whole wise uh, staff because, you know, how I get rocky. I, I know. Cussing and, and yelling. And, but I got the guys fired up. They were fired up ready to play, but it was Friday, unfortunately. <laughs> and, you know. But uh, but my thing is is just go out there and play with passion. Leave it out there on the field. You know, even though we lost four years straight to OU, we never once went out there thinking that we were going to lose. You know, you know, Rod, we used to get the chance to stay in Dallas for the weekend. So yeah. everybody packed their bags. They're like, yeah, I'm going to stay in town after the game. You know, so I'll pack my bag every year, even though I came back with yep. a bag full of clothes. <laughs> mentality, because I knew I was going to go out there and ball. So... You know, that game is funny, man. Sometimes things happen and you just can't really explain it. Um, it's really a game full of momentum and the atmosphere is crazy. And just to be a part of a rivalry like that, man, it's just awesome and it's really a blessing, man. But you just got to go out there and just fight, man. You know, college football is about passion and heart. You know, it's, it's not about business and, and dollars when you get to the NFL like that. So. You just got to go out there and leave it all out there, man, and play with your heart and your passion, man. And, and people will know those guys that play like that. Yep. Well, hey, BJ, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk a little bit about the Longhorns, and hopefully maybe we'll be able to catch up with you next season and uh, see how things are going. Definitely, man. Uh, there's, there's tailgate, man. If you tailgate, you find me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you did say for us oh, really? we got tailgates with the podcast. You come to Austin, get in touch with Rod B and myself, and we'll have a lot of fun. I got you. Let's do it. I'll see you guys later, man. All appreciate right. Thanks, BJ. Later, BJ. All right. Here I come!
This is Lifetime Longhorn, Sloan Thomas. Well, to get back to that national championship level, Texas ain't going to have to play better against Oklahoma. We always talk to the former players just about that game, what it means to them specifically. And I wanted to ask you as well, you know, what have you seen from this team in the past and how could they change their fortune for the upcoming season, especially with what you went through taking on Oklahoma through your time at the 40 Acres? You know, when it comes, I mean, you just got to play that game as it is. You know, go out there, go beat Oklahoma. It's a it's a big game. It really is. It's, you know, the biggest game that you're going to play all year. But every game is the biggest year at Texas. I mean, uh, the biggest game of the year with Texas. You know, Baylor's going to be, you know, Baylor's a lot better than they were when we played. But, you know, I would say anybody we play, everybody's going at Texas. We are Texas, so everyone's jealous of Texas. You know, even when I was in the pros, I mean, you know, you hear University of Miami guys talk about, oh, we hate Texas. I'm like, we never played. <laughs> and everybody just hates Texas. Coach Brown talked about it, and, you know, as a player, you're like, oh, okay, he's just, you know, pumping our head up. But it was so true. Everybody hated Texas. Um, you know, as a, you know, the OU game, you know, I lost all four years. And I, it was still not a, you know, a day or especially a week go by that I don't ever think about that game. And, you know, I remember, you know, my junior year, and, you know, Rob, he's taking a pick to the house before half. And it's like, oh, it, it, it's going to be our year, finally. You know, and it didn't happen. And, you know, it, it just to play against those Oklahoma guys and talk to those Oklahoma guys and the Oklahoma guys knowing that we were, you know, just as talented, if not more talented. Actually, yep. they thought we were more talented than they were. Yep. Um, to come out of that game with the loss, uh, you know, L every year, still to this day bothers me. So, um, you know, I hope these guys can pull it off. I think that they do have the talent. You know, you have the, with the orange and, you know, the maroon that they do have, you know, separated, you know, at the 50-yard line. Um, you know, and the adrenaline and the, uh, you know, adversity and it going up and down, you know, just being really being able to manage the game and, you know, win the game. Going at Oklahoma is if I don't care who you are, win that game. It's so important. You know, it's, I mean, it, as Texas, every game is important, but that Oklahoma game, it, it still stings to me, uh, to watch them. I can't stand, I mean, I don't hate a lot of things, but I hate their fans. I think they're terrible, <laughs> I think they're terrible people. I think they're rude. I think they're ruthless. They live in, they live in Norman. So, I mean, if you live in Norman and you went to Oklahoma, you're supposed to go build refrigerators. That's what I think. I'll say it. I mean it. Um, nothing gets people that build refrigerators. But, I mean, I'm just not, I'm just not a fan of Oklahoma fans. I, I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You know, going off the, the you know, going to Texas OU and um, getting off the bus and the old lady with the breathing machine flicking me off. I'm just like, you know, really? You know, you, 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 you this is what you, my grandmother wouldn't do this. She and I sat passionate about it. Oh, you know, so I'll be honest though. When I'm old, I'm, I talk trash. When I'm old, I'm eighty. I'll be flicking them off too. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty good. Your explanation right there was almost verbatim of one of Mac Brown's explanations from about the old lady flicking them off when they came off the bus. Yeah, it's just, it's just a it's a different breed out there. You know, teach their own. But uh, I, I have no love at all for the University of Oklahoma. Um, you know, and I lost all four years. So I mean, I. Uh, they can talk. They they have the they won when it comes up. But I'm I'm a Texas guy, so in a way I won too because I live in Texas and I'm Boom. not from Oklahoma. And I got a degree from University of Texas, which is a lot better than a degree from University of Oklahoma. Um, so I mean, uh, sorry about that Oklahoma little. Uh, <laughs> now, Sloan, you you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to apologize at all, man. It's all good here, uh, Sloan. I was gonna say I, I interviewed you probably 2009. I was doing some radio down in San Antonio, and and we actually talked about Texas OU. And your answer when I when I should describe that game, it's almost the same. You know what is that? Almost four years ago as it is now. Does that hatred, that burning desire about that game, does that ever go away? It's more and more every year. I think it does. I, I do. It, I don't think it ever goes. 
because again, I I have a, a it's in my I lost four times to them. Mm-hmm. I let my family down. I let my fans down. I let my teammates down. You know, we let each other down when it came to that game. And you know, the score we I mean, I have two of the worst losses in you know that game's history underneath my belt that I have to you know people don't know, but I know I know that every day. So you know, to go to Dallas, you know, and I still go to the game, you know, and I never forget the first time I actually went and we won. You know, um, and it was after I was done. You know, I was still playing, but it was after I had left, uh, you know, Texas. And, you know, just being so excited for those guys, because I know what it means, you know, to be a, uh, you know, a, a, a letterman or, you know, to play in that game. And, uh, and then also to be done with still have, you know, you know, to be able to go to that game. So I, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of my Longhorns. And I so important for them and not just not just you know as a football player but in life you know it, it's a, it, 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 it still eats me up but my passion for it ain't, is not gonna change this is lifetime longhorn roy williams this is lifetime longhorn roy williams Roy, let me uh, sort of piggyback on that and just talking about the Texas OU game and what that game still means to you and what it meant for you back when you played at Texas yeah I mean that was the only team I never beat in the Big 12 um I believe we set a Cotton Bowl record my freshman year, 63 to 14, and uh, I believe we broke that record my senior year, 65 to 13. So I really don't have any good things about that game, <laughs> uh, other than I mean, just played in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, but to see the other guys, you know, when Vince was there, beat up on OU. I mean, to see Texas beat Oklahoma, that's even though I didn't do it. I feel like I beat it when, when Texas beats Oklahoma. You know, I didn't get to experience it. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's a great game, great rivalry, and nothing against Oklahoma by no means. Everybody knows they're, they're, they're a good program, too. But, I mean, I mean, it's just, that's what you go to Texas for. Lifetime Longhorn, Casey Stuttered. Casey, one of the things Coach Brown has talked about really over the last three off-seasons is trying to get this offensive line at Texas back to where it was in 05 and 06. And he talks about you had frontline NFL guys. You had great depth. What was it about those groups you were a part of that made you guys so successful? Um, my, I, think, I think it was just our – I think our, I think the biggest thing was just our um, – we, we didn't like losing, our, our, our will to win, you know, and, and just the, the camaraderie we had together – like the whole offense line, you know, Blaylock, Tin Line, me, um, Jonathan Scott, the Tony Hills, Will Allen, all of us, you know, Valdez, all of us, we all, we were always together, you know, you, ne- you never, never, you never not saw us together, you know, and it was just, we had such good camaraderie, we knew what each player was capable of doing each, and we played to our strengths, and, and um, you know, we helped each other out on our weaknesses, and that was like the biggest thing. You know, Casey. Yeah, it was, I, and I, I, we were kind of, you know, a-holes or whatever you want to say, but, you know, we didn't take crap from nobody, and that's and that's basically what we, we pride ourselves on, that, you know, because everyone always gives Texas that rap that we're soft, and we, we didn't like that, and we don't like that soft, people saying that we're soft. I can't, I can't stand that personally still today when people try to say that because we, we changed it, you know, we changed our minds, and that that's the biggest thing is, like, we, we didn't want people to um, label us as soft or... You no, know, oh, we're just Texas, and we got a lot of money out here. That's you know, blah blah blah. We just, we, we didn't want to be a part of that. You know, case you know, I've argued that some of the lack of buzz around the program has been um, our inability to perform in that Texas OU game. Uh, we suffered the 
worst back-to-back losses in the rivalry's history the last couple of years. And I said it's because of our our identity as a program and as a fandom is wrapped up in that game. You got to perform in that game. Um, yep. Talk about what you've seen from the Longhorns in that game, and talk about your experience in that game. You know, in the Mac Brown era, whoever usually wins the rushing battle wins that game. It's kind of a line of scrimmage game. Uh, what do we have to do once again to to to, to gain our respect back in that rivalry? Oh, we just got to go out there and and let Oklahoma know that like we're gonna whoop that ass. Sorry about the language, but I mean that's just what it is. You know, you just, you just gotta go out there. And you gotta be the tough, you gotta go out there and be tough. Texas tough. You know, Coach preaches that, and you just gotta. You can't take crap from nobody. You gotta go out there and hit them in their mouth every play. And that and that's my biggest thing is you just gotta go out there and tell them, all right, whatever. Here we go. You know, like regardless if you get down a couple touchdowns, you still gotta go out there. And, you still gotta go out there and perform. It's you know that, that game's on national TV. That's one of the biggest games of the year. That's your rivalry. You know, you got to go out there and beat them. Like, regardless, regardless if they're number one and we're not even ranked, you still got to go out there and beat them. That's just the, that's just what it is. Well, Casey, you brought up uh, talking about the 05 and 06 OU game where y'all were victorious, sort of snapping the streak that Texas had losing to Oklahoma. Could you maybe, uh, since you're at the spring game, share what you think about this year's team? They're sort of going through the same type of situation coming off of back-to-back to back losses and what you expect to see from the Longhorns, not only in the season, but in a big game. Have they got to that next level to where you see that aggressiveness play in and play out at practice? Um, I think I think they're on the right road. I think uh, Coach Stacy Sterles, I think he's doing an excellent job with the old line. I think he really has his, you know, he's, uh, he's I really do think he's doing his thing with the old line and, uh, and uh the way he's coaching them, the way he's getting them ready and, and, you know, trying to make them tough. And, you know, you can really see it. You can really see it out there. And, and that's always a good thing when you can see a coach making a difference, you know, really really making these kids want to want to go out there and compete. And that's the biggest thing is going out there and competing. Like, regardless of what's going on, you got to go out there and compete. Hey, this is Lifetime Longhorn Kwame Cavill, UT great receiver. Well, Kwame, uh, you sort of led me into my next question. I was going to ask something totally different, but hearing you explain that and talking about motivational speaking, wanted to ask you about Texas and Oklahoma. And, you know, you just talked about sort of that competitive sickness needed to just right. have the desire to win. If you had a chance to talk to the team before going up to OU after the last few years, you know, what would be the main focal point of your speech to them or what would you want to get across to them? What I would want to get across to them is, Are you gonna give me hype? <laughs> this is a normal reaction from all Longhorn players too. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, first of all, the stuff that I saw last year was disgusting. You know, and you have to understand that that game means more than you think. Like you don't like the freshman. What, what you what the, the freshman year? You go out there, you don't understand. You know, people are telling you, "Hey, man, hey, this is a fast game." You know, and things happen fast, and you go out there. And I'll give you a story, and I'll probably share this with him too. The first, my first Texas OU game. Uh, um, people have been clamoring because I had a beef spring and I wasn't getting no chicks in the early games. And people were clamoring. We were having receiver problems. People were clamoring, hey, get Cabell in the game, man, because, you know, he had a beef spring and he just had let it. We could use him. And um, McAvee came to us like, well, this is McAvee at the time. And John was like, Coach, Coach McAvee was, he said, uh, 
we're gonna get you in. We're gonna we're gonna play you a little bit. Just be ready. So you know the the, the older veterans were like, hey man, be ready because this game is fast. You ain't never played in a fast game like this. Be ready. You know, and right to tell you, the competitive you like, man, whatever, man. I ain't, <laughs> ain't worried about that, man. I ain't played in, play in every type of game you want to play in. Hey, this ain't no different. And the first play was a run play. The second play, of course, McAvick being the offensive guy he is, he's seen a weapon. He's like, okay, well, we're going to see what you want to do. And they called 93 lock. I remember playing everything. JB called in the game. They looked at me when he said it. Hey, 93 lock. Like, hey, I'm coming to you. Okay, so I was like, all right, good. And I ran the route. I shook the dude off the line, ran the route, turned my head. The ball was on my face mask so fast. Because, you know, the tempo was so fast, the ball went right through my hands. So I'm looking at my hands like, golly. And you talking to a guy that caught 100 balls. So I'm looking at a guy, I'm looking at my hands like, are you kidding me? The old receiver look at the hands trick like, it's got to be the hands, right? Yeah, so, that's what we were doing in the studio. Right. So I, so I get in. So I get back in the huddle, and JB just lit into me. Hey, you got to get the damn head in the game, man. So I'm like, all right, all right. So I'm thinking, okay, I got to come back. I got to come back. So the next, next we caught another run to Ricky. Ricky busted for about 10. So back of it, being the genius he is, hey, he came back. Hey, we called a slant to him. Shook the golf line again. JB throws it right through my hand. <laughs> I, I told myself that day forward. I will never drop another ball ever again, and I will never look this bad in this game ever again. Because I knew that that was the lowest of the low. I'm mm-hmm. never going to get that low. Dropping two balls back-to-back in the game, I'm never going to get that low again. So there's no way but up. But I, the guys have been telling me how fast this game is and how much emotion it is, mm-hmm. but I couldn't really – I couldn't feel it until I got in it. So what I tell guys is – you take that butt whooping and you let it fester yep. all season until when you come back. The reason why we came when Mac, Mac, Mac Brown came in, he great brought that culture of attitude. I was already on that attitude. Like y'all got me messed up because I remember what happened last year, and I need to make sure that I establish something out here the next time we play. So. Guys need to understand the deal, man. And that's Mac Brown, one of Mac Brown's favorite lines. You just got to understand the deal. When you go out there in that game, you got to leave it out there on the field because there is no turning back. You, that game usually, whether you win or lose, usually carries for the rest of the season. Yep. And guys need to understand how important that is. When you put that horn on the side of your helmet, that ain't, we ain't just putting the horn on the side of the helmet just because, man. There's people that didn't blood, some great people that put that helmet on. you got to understand that. And if you don't understand that, you don't need to be out there. Mm-hmm. And that's just the bottom line. And some people just, until you, until you, until you get in, until you get into that game and either get choked on the line or get ran <laughs> over or drop a ball or get your butt whooped and understand what's going on, you have no clue really what that game is about. And I mean, I'll leave you with this. I'll tell you another story. Before that game, my freshman year, okay, I didn't know. I, I, really, I still didn't know how serious it was. This is before I dropped the two balls, whatever. And maybe this is why I dropped the two balls. I came outside the locker room, and as soon as I came out, because, you know, the locker rooms face each other, mm-hmm. okay? So as soon as I came outside the locker room, just to get a sense of it, you know, most football players want to get out there and get a sense and smell it yep. and just, Get that, get that blood flowing. I, I used to say, I gotta get my blood warm. Let me go out here and get my blood warm first. As soon as I came out the locker room, 
I saw the biggest, blackest, <laughs> D-lineman, scariest. <laughs> <laughs> and I think his name was some Chase, number 93. He didn't even have his jersey on, but I, I know who he was. But he, his nickname was Shaq Fu. <laughs> and I promise you, Shaq Fu, right, as soon as I came out the locker room, he was beating his chest saying, Who wants some of Shaq Fu? <laughs> Right. I turned right around and went back in life. <laughs> my blood my blood wasn't just warm, wasn't that warm enough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's how, that's that's the type of game it is. That's you know real. It's, it's, no. it's real like that. Like it's it's it's, it's either you're gonna get punked or you're gonna do the punking. So Man. it's like either or so that's what I would tell the guys. Like they just gotta understand that either you gonna show up or like 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 me and like Ronate and you can censor this if you want to. Either you're going to show up or pull up or hoe up. Yep. That's real. And football is that type of game. Either you got nuts or you don't have nuts. And it will be, it's funny how this game will expose you in a heartbeat. And we just got exposed last year. Now, yeah. it's up to the, the captains and the seniors to understand they got to set the tempo. And, and it's funny how you see how people grow and mature. I talked to Coach Brown, and he was like, hey, we're not too far from what we want to be. You know, that yep. mentality attitude where we are Texas again, you know. And it just takes a group of, a group of leaders mm -hmm. to galvanize this, galvanize this group and take guys by the hand and say, hey, this is what we're about, winning. That's it. Ain't no other. We're about winning. We win championships here. We got a standard of excellence, and that's what it is. And mm -hmm. either you – Either you test the horns before you got the field, or don't touch. Blommy, before you go, man, wanted to let you know also about. I guess it was three years ago. I was calling a game out of Lake Travis, and I saw a kid, Danny Cavill, his first two touches on varsity, skating through the middle of the secondary for touchdowns. And then somebody said that that was Kwame Cavill's cousin, and I was like, oh wow, that kid, he has some speed. The funny thing about that, before we go, is. I, I told him the same thing I told you. I said, hey, man, first of all, you got a last name on your shirt that's recognized. <laughs> and you need to understand what the legacy is on that shirt. That's what your name is all about. <laughs> he understood that. The only thing he pissed me off is he's a damn sooner right now. So, oh. Yeah, he's a damn sooner. And um, we lost that battle. But, uh, <laughs> we lost that battle, but we'll win the war, so to speak. But um, that hurt. But at the same time, I love him to death, and he's going to be a player. And I told him, I say, let me tell you now, because you went to OU and because you got that last name, you have to do something. I mean, I ain't no, the expectations are high. Because you know how many times I demoralized the Sooners? <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't wait to get a compare on their side. That's why they probably ain't no telling what they offered that kid to get there, man. They got sick and tired of me running screens up their ass the whole damn time. So. Lifetime Longhorn, Sergio Kendall. Hey, Sergio, the defense this past year, obviously, to say they were lackluster is a bit of an understatement. Statistically, the worst defense that Texas has ever had in its history. Um, if, you, if you get a chance to watch them, and if so, uh, what do you think you think that the defense can do to help them improve this year? Okay, um, in Maryland, they, they never really showed any of the UT games. The only game I saw was when they played Oklahoma, and mm. yeah, man, it, it was one of those, man, and first, first thing, man, you got to have that mentality going out. I, I felt like 
when certain things didn't go their way, it, uh, the first thing that didn't go their way, I felt like it was downhill for the rest of the game, for the rest of the game, you know. And when we, when, you know, certain teams, you know, the teams I was on, teams that Vince and all those guys was on, when they came out, they came out knowing they was going to win regardless of who it is and, and regardless of what happened. That's what you practice for. You Nothing is perfect in life, so... You got to be able to um, overcome adversity, and I just feel like the guys they they kind of just they kind of just crumbled under pressure, man. But and the the way the, the thing that we have is that we we went out there with the mentality that we didn't need the coaches to coach. This call the play, and we were running from there. That's all we needed. I mean, the coaches they can they can have they can sit back and sip Gatorade if they want. <laughs> So, I mean, and, and and that was our whole that was our whole mentality. And at the same time, the type of coach Muschamp was, if he was doing any coaching, most of the time it was yelling. So yeah, he can chill, just relax. <laughs> Well, let me piggyback on the Texas OU discussion. You grew up in the Dallas area, I believe, almost your entire life, lived around there. So you're really local. You saw that since you were a young kid. Could you talk about what that game meant to you growing up and then as it transformed into you being a part of it and then now just what you recollect and remember from playing in Texas OU games? Right, right. I remember coming out of uh, getting recruited out of high school and getting an offer from OU and my first day was like um, PG-13 version of what I said was heck no. <laughs> so, because at the same time, you know, I can hear all that boomer sooner from my house. And, and you know, you, you get sick of that. And at the same time, you, you think about how, oh, you have to come to Texas to get some of the, the players that we have here you know what I mean, to make their team better. So I was gonna I wasn't gonna fit that mode. I was gonna stay in the state. That way we can we can turn the tide back to where it needs to be. And being able to play in it was amazing, man, because as you know, I, they've had talks about trying to um move that game to like uh home and away games or however they go. But that that'll take away from the mystique. It's been there for as long as I've been alive, and I feel like it's, it's, there's no better place for that game to be played, so it has to stay there. And just being a part of that atmosphere, it, it's similar to a national championship in the middle of the season. In the middle of the season, because obviously both teams are usually premier, you know, top ten ranked most of the time. Sergio, let me ask you this in regards to the OU game. You're a part of the last Texas team that beat OU in 2009. Also, won that great, phenomenal game in 2008 what goes into winning that game in other words the whoever wins that game the, and i'm not just talking about physically in terms of game plan but the mental edge what kind of a mental edge do you have to have within yourself to win that football game you, you have to know that that you can't make any mistakes because they usually are just as good as you mentally and physically in all aspects of the game so it's really your will against theirs, man. And and if you cut down on the mistakes, then you'll win. Because obviously, when we played in '08 and '09, offense really wasn't the determining factor because both defenses played well. It's just that we played a little bit better than they did, and we pulled it out. 
Hey, Sergio, can you tell me the difference between the teams that you played on that reached a national championship contention in BCS games and just the teams that had moderate success, those 06, 07 teams, as compared to those 08, 09 teams? What was the difference? Uh, Well, I I just think that eventually we all grew into um we all grew into our own as players and then everybody put everybody's piece finally started to fit into the puzzle that we was or the jigsaw puzzle that we was putting together and once once that happened it, you know it was all she wrote you know cuz obviously our offense put up tons of points even when we weren't just national championship contenders but we had to get our defense, which wasn't bad, but we had to make it great. And when Muschamp came in and got together with Coach Keaton, which is a great coach, and put in first rounders and thought winners year round or, or yearly, and Coach Jazz putting in first round ends and, 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 and things like that, when Muschamp got here and put out put his um, his spin on it. You know, the sky was the limit from there. This is Earl Thomas. Earl, can you describe in words the joy of winning that game? I mean, it's a unique environment. It's split 50-50. And the joy that was on the Texas side when you played and the agony that was on the Oklahoma side, can you even put into words what it means as a player to win that game? You know, the crazy thing about it, my mindset was so different, you know, back in college. You know, I really didn't know anything coming into Texas about the tradition at Texas or OU. I was just happy to be in college. You know, I didn't, wasn't even thinking about college. It just sort of happened for me. So I really didn't realize the magnitude how big that game was to after I left. So when I when I went to OU game, I was just like, man, I got to be on my stuff just like any other game. Uh, but, you know, it was just uh, a neutral fight. You know, you know, it was a fair goal. I think it was just a lot of distractions, you know, that you could get caught up in. But I definitely took it as a championship opportunity. And I was always thinking about, you know, just the next level. And any time I up on the field, I don't want to put out bad tape, so I definitely just try to be the best communicator and, you know, the best tape maker I can be. Here come! Lifetime Longhorn, Rod McElroy. Hey, Roger, what I admire a lot about that class, man, is you guys had a lot of success against Oklahoma, against our biggest rival. Um, and we've had a lot of guys on the show, and we always ask them, you know, it, it, what does it take? Because we've struggled lately in that game. What made you guys so successful in such an intense rivalry? What set you guys apart and gave you so much success in that rivalry? You know, the OU game is just something different. You know, you you get pumped up. And you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be a, a crazy weekend. So you know, I don't really know what sets apart. I don't know. We were just all on one page. Uh, I don't know if you want to say the coaching, but we just going to the game. Really, you know. We weren't worried about losing. Um, you know, we was going in like we was going to win. Our mentality, like, we was going to win. We was going to get this goal hat. We are going to take it back to Austin. And, uh, like I said, a lot of guys felt the same way, and we went out there. And uh, it's just one of those games where, you know, it's one game where you can literally say you left it all on the field. And uh, we had a successful run against OU, and that's what we did pretty much. It left it all on the field at the end of the day. Here come! Lifetime Longhorn, Mike Adams. Well, Mike, uh, we also always ask everybody, you know, about the Texas OU rivalry, such a big one for the players that played in it, but everybody has different stories, different emotions that they went through. Would you be willing just to share, you know, what that game meant to you and what it still means to you now? Man, it meant a lot. I mean, I grew up right in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and it's funny because I, I think there's more Sooner fans up there than Longhorn fans. I mean, you know, growing up at my house, you know, all I heard was Boomer Sooner, Boomer Sooner, and... He ever took a visit on the campus, 
But I, I just knew that wasn't where I was supposed to be. <laughs> when, I, when I got out there, man, that first game, and you know, McAvee, Coach McAvee, say, man, this game, you know, him not even being, you know, a, a Texan, and, and you know, not really ever played in that game, but you know, has been around football long enough to know what that game means. You know, this game is gonna, it's gonna be a lot different. Than any game you play, you know, guys gonna fly around, you know, keep keep your head on the swivel. And man, that game moves so fast. I mean, it, it goes, dude. You cannot stand around the pile. Guys are competing. I mean, guys don't like each other. You're in the locker room about 12 feet apart. Guys looking at you, speeding on you in the tunnel. I mean, probably no other scene like it in college football. I mean, just a great, great atmosphere, man. And uh, was actually I actually broke even in that series. I think I was two, two and one. You know, the tie coming in. 95 when we had those guys beat 24-0 and somehow let them back in the game. But, you know, just a big-time robbery. And the records don't matter. You know, like I said, I think they were, you know, in 96, they didn't have one win, and they beat us and got their first win in overtime. So, you know, take all the records out, man. Those guys are going to play hard. I mean, you're talking about a lot of those guys coming from the state of Texas. So you know they want to be guys that are playing for Texas. So just, just, just an amazing football game, man. Just and I do have some stitches to show for I think from the '93 game. Yep. Somebody got under my chest strap. I don't know who, but <laughs> gave me a pretty good. <laughs> and a reminder that all guests on the VIP Hotline are brought to you by Stephen Van Wicklin Dental. Next up, Lifetime Longhorn Didi Lewis. Hey, Didi, let's piggyback on that. And I remember playing with you, and, and we had great leaders like yourself and, and Corey Red and even Quinn Jammer. I'll throw out there, uh, but that. I believe the, the fandom right now is going through an identity crisis, mainly because we've gone through the two worst losses uh, in the history of the Red River rivalry, two worst back-to-back losses on either side. And I think we've come to kind of an identity crisis as a result of that. I remember when we got shellacked, all right, and, and, yes. and just bombarded. I, I remember. See, you remember it too, obviously. Uh, we try to put it in the back of our minds, but we can't. That 2000 OU game, and I remember how obsessed we were as a unit for an entire year until we got a chance to play in that game again <laughs> and prove ourselves. I mean, it really was. I remember that. Yeah, um, I totally agree with you. You know what I mean? It was, t- talk about that. Talk about that, that year after that blowout loss in 2000 to the 2001 year where it was the same guys on that defense, but it wasn't the same mentality on that defense. You know what? Um, you, you go back and look at the, the team, man, and it, it really was just, we got our play, and we didn't make any plays. Everything was falling in line for them. And you look at that. We didn't do anything to change the momentum. You know, we didn't get the ball back for our offense. We didn't help our coaches out. It's just The defense was out there too long, you know. So, of course, that I remember the offseason, our focus was trying to get back to that game. Yep. Uh, to, to to prove ourselves, to make sure that the world knew that <laughs> we come to play. And yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a real close game. I, I I really, you know, hate that we didn't pull it out, but I mean, they knew that we can't play that game. Yep, you know, and so, but that's the thing about you know life and football and stuff like that. If you want to make sure that you're prepared, you know, to the best of your ability, that way. Look back at life, you know that those games 
you won't you won't have situations or, or those games because like I know Casey Hampton in that game that we got blew out. Oh yeah, and he played one of the best games. Yes, he did. That he played, you know, and so when you look back, you know, I know it's not in the individual game, but you can say you know I gave everything, mm-hmm. you know, and then and that's one one of my regrets is that I, I look back. You know, I had a baby that week, my first son. I had the flu. But those are excuses, and, you know, that don't fly once you step on the field. Yep. It's either you, if you're prepared or you're not. You know, so that's – I think after that after that game, you learn about preparation and making sure that you step on the field every with, with, the, with bad intentions every time <laughs> because everybody's gunning for that Texas Longhorn. Man. You know, everybody's coming for you, no matter you know who it is. They want to play the Texas Longhorns. They going they want to embarrass you. So you want to make sure that don't happen. So, Didi, I want to take you back through your career. You came to Texas as a running back out of Aldine, made the transition to linebacker. Talk about the challenges you faced, not only making the position change, but then you see guys like Tyrone Jones, Everett Rawls, really talented, highly recruited guys coming in, gunning for your job. Just talk about the mentality to stay hungry every day, you know, making the position change and then ending up where you did really as one of the top linebackers in the Mac Brown era. Uh, it, it was just just knowing the type of athlete that you are and um, playing angry. Uh, that's <laughs> that's one of the things that I always try to uh, take pride in, just trying to hurt somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had bad intentions, and you know, when I stepped on the field, and I think, you know, if, if anything, if I could share anything with the guys, if if they're listening, it's preparation. If, if you can prepare yourself, that's the one thing I learned from the NFL. Man, everybody has about the same skill level. Mm-hmm. It's just the guys that are prepared and the guys that can from getting hurt you know and so with, with that man preparation as a linebacker knowing everybody's assignment knowing the ins and outs of the defense man that makes a big deal when, when it's game day you know so I you know me learning that and knowing that you know if, if I if I had that wisdom at a young age you know instead of just playing with bad intentions hmm. I, I, I think I would have our defense out more and have even a, a better defense than we did have, you know, so that's that's one of the things I learned from, you know, coming from running back to linebacker, not ever playing linebacker before. It's just, I, I, you know, I, I, I hate that I didn't get that that learn to prepare, you know. Uh, I, I just really went out there and played off of athletic ability and, you know, uh, guys around me and uh, stepping up as a leader, so that's one of my regrets. So, well, Didi certainly had a fantastic career. Last question we want to ask you before you get out of here: You've been a part of a team that went to a Super Bowl with the Seahawks. You've been a part of Texas OU. Compare the two because you're one of the few guys that can. I, I've had guys that have played in the Super Bowl say us even a Super Bowl doesn't compare to Texas OU. In your opinion, how does it compare? Man, it's I don't know. <laughs> the game that we played, I know Casey Hampton was on the other side. Yeah. 
Uh, I I say we got robbed. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the refs might agree with you. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a uh, it was just a bizarre game, uh, but it's it's nothing that compares to the you know, Texas and OU game. I mean, when you go out there, the atmosphere, you know. Uh, like I said earlier, you got to come to play with some bad intentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to make sure that. Uh, God, I, I'm getting kind of uh, steamed up right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I'm just one of those guys that have a passion for my Longhorns. I bleed orange, burn orange, and you know that's it's a it's a it's an extreme hatred for me. You know, with the OU uh, game, so. Um, I know I hate to use that word, but it's just, I mean, that's how it was. That's, that was the atmosphere. You know, when, you, when you're on that red side, you know that they, that they're going for their team. When you, you try to get, when we're on our side, they're going for us, you know, so it's just, oh, man. Hey, Dee, you can use hate. Rod's used plenty of words worse than that to all describe that. All the time, brother, all the time. <laughs> but, but it, it, you know, I, I really... If I would have won the Super Bowl, I mean, maybe I would have felt different. But just it, I mean, that game was so bizarre. It just mm-hmm. felt like it just felt unreal. So, uh, I, I definitely say that Texas and OU game—that's something to experience. I mean, even I know we don't play them anymore. Playing A&M at, at A&M, that's that's one—I mean, one of the best experiences. Mm-hmm. Teammates, your coaches, you know, y'all come in together, knowing that y'all got to lead together. Hmm. But that game, knowing by how much hatred that they are, just like that they have for, you know, the Texas home ones, and you go out there, you, you know, makes me kick their butts. I mean, that's a great feeling, man. You know, so. Lifetime Longhorn Hodges Mitchell. <laughs> no, man, Hodges, I've been asking uh, all the guys we have on the show, man, about the uh, the Texas OU game. And yeah. it's it's amazing. Uh, the, the individual experiences are a little bit different, um, yeah. but everybody still kind of has the same mentality and mantra when it comes to that game. Talk about, because we've struggled in that game, so we're just trying to figure out how this team can overcome that hump because you got to win that game if you want to be one of the best teams. That's the game. Um, how did you get prepared for that game? And give me give me your experiences in that game and what it meant to you as a player. Okay, let me go ahead and I guess I can say this on record because they don't like us anyway. Man, I got a deep-seated uh, dislike for OU, to be real honest with you. I don't even wear the color red. I don't even have a color red in my house. I got a house. I got a room, a man cave just for me that has all Longhorn stuff. If you don't even like the University of Texas, you can't even come in my house. You can't even talk to me. You can't even talk to me. Um, as far as getting prepared for that game, I never forget this. My, uh, I think it was my sophomore year, man. We were going to, driving to the Cotton Bowl, and it, I saw this lady. She may be 70, 75 years old, and it was an old lady, and she was sitting there giving us the finger, and she was shaking the breath. Now, I touched the Mar Brooks. I said, "Say, man, you don't see this. You don't see this old lady giving us a finger, man. And that's all you saying." And I, that's that stuck in my mind. 
that really just stuck in my mind. But as far as preparations for that particular game, um, it sets you up for the rest of the season. Mm. Um, your season is really riding on that game, and it can propel you or it can uh, put you in a hole that what you have to really dig out of. Uh, my preparation mentally was I knew that um, most of the people, most of the teams that win that game, they have a good running game. Mm. And a team that, that runs the ball well is going to win that game 95% of the time. Um, I knew that they were going to be depending on myself and uh, Victor Ike and Kenny Hyder to uh, fill those shoes of Ricky Williams. I think we did a good job. And a reminder that all guests on the VIP hotline are brought to you by Stephen Van Wicklin Dental. This is Lifetime Longhorn Aaron Humphrey. Let's talk about Texas OU. This year, again, was a bit of a game that Longhorn fans would not like to remember. And Rod's talked at length about his preparation and how much that game had meant to him. And it had just been something that he wore just sort of throughout his career at Texas. How about you talk about the mentality and the just the amount of intensity needed to go and play well in that football game? Yeah, that's probably one of the highest level games. I mean, at the college level, you ever play. I mean, it's it's so much faster. It's harder hitting. Um, you know, it's right. It's just like any other any rivalry game. Um, you know, this year it was just uh, it's disappointing the way they came out and played. And Homer, I love uh, I love UT. I love Coach Brown, and but it really was. You know, I mean, and, and they've shown here in the, in the past couple of weeks that they they can play when they want to. But that OU game is a game that, you know, good God, if you're a Texas Longhorn, you ought to be foaming at the mouth when it comes to that game. Yep. And and the pride and, and the tradition, you know, being a Longhorn and being in that game ought to mean something more than, you know, laying down and getting your tail whipped. And, you know, it was a little embarrassing to be a Longhorn for about a week. But, you know, it's just one of those games that, you know, it's just it's got to mean something to you. You know, this could be one of the best times of your life or it could be one of the worst times of your life. I guarantee that. <laughs> That's for sure, especially being at that fairground. But, you know, they bounced back and they're playing well. I really like the way their defense has played the last couple of weeks. I was really, really happy. Let me tell you how happy I was when they went down to Lubbock and beat down on the Red Raiders. Let me tell you that. <laughs> made up for it a little bit. <laughs> Lifetime Longhorn, Kalen Thornton. Kalen, before we let you go, it's a question that we pose to really every former player, but just want to ask you about the Texas OU rivalry, the emotions involved, what it means to you, and especially with you being a guy that grew up in the DFW Metroplex, you know, what did it mean to you then and then as a Texas player and then now after your playing days since you've left UT? Yeah. yeah uh, unfortunately, I was part of that class that didn't necessarily pull out a victory, so I'm still mad about it. Uh, <laughs> I'll stay mad about it. Any any sooner as they want to line up and play, I'm glad. Like, I don't play much flag football anymore, but I would definitely line up and, and, and take them on. But uh, I, I'll jokes aside, I think it's one of those things that the rivalry, and especially that rivalry, one that's that historic, is probably one of the best things about college football, quite honestly, because you, you really start to see the passion come through from from the players, the fans, from administrators, from, you know, little kids, three-year-old kids giving you all sorts of symbols that you they probably shouldn't even know about at that age but uh, it's something that I think is what's so special about college football that exists at the professional level but it's not quite as rich I think Um, and so that that one in particular was huge for me being in the back uh, being my own backyard was first time I ever played in um, you know in Dallas at that major stage even coming from St. Mark's and 
and it was one that all my friends and all my family had a chance to attend to. So it, it meant a lot to me, and I'm, I, I, I am honest when I say I'm disappointed that I didn't get a chance to win it, but I think it's something that um, can basically make, make or, or break your experience in, in college and hope that the guys today continue to take it seriously and, and that uh, while it's not the entire season, it's something that means a lot to be able to pull that out and have bragging rights. Uh, so many of those guys that go to OU are from Texas and vice versa. So. Here I come! This is Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. Hey, you know, we're excited about the football season getting going too, Mark. And, I mean, I know you're a big fan of Longhorns because we always talking about the Longhorns. I really have not gotten your uh, your prediction for the Longhorns this year. How do you think the Longhorns are going to do? What's the record you got for the Longhorn football team? You know, I, I, the way I look at it, I have them um, either winning nine or ten games and uh, have a real successful season. Uh, but the, the, the number one thing is is seeing them beat Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, they they going in the hostile territory a couple of times this season, and uh, those are the ones that I'm worried about. Well, Mark, let me ask you about coming back from adversity. And the Longhorns are going to have to do something that they haven't done in years is actually go up there and hit somebody in the mouth and show them on the field. You sort of come from that type of profession where it's on intimidation. You know, you got to go out there and mentally be ready before you go out there physically. Could you just talk about just being mentally prepared through all your weightlifting, everything now into the WWE and just what it takes to get to that level? Well, I mean, the the Longhorns in history, in years past, people have looked at them as being kind of like weak or not being very mentally tough. And I think that's going to be the difference in um, in this season is they're, they're allowing them to uh, intimidate a little bit more, to not feel like they got to be the good guy. And um, I'm not saying you got to be the bad guy, but you got to find a happy medium. Uh, focus is very important. Uh, you have to be aware of the situation. You have to be aware of the severity of what uh, the potential um, problems that can ensue. You can also um, psych yourself out if you uh, if you feel like the situation is bigger than you are. So you got to kind of look at yourself in a way that uh, you feel like I'm the important part of this. I'm the reason for the season. They come in at my house, and they're unwanted guests. And that's just the way you have to approach it. And if they don't, then they're going to have problems. And, you know, Mark, you brought up the perception of Texas. There are some who think the Texas program is not mentally tough, as you put it. We were on the sidelines together watching that Texas-Oklahoma game last year. Uh, what did you see that was missing in that game that the Longhorns need to rectify this year to be successful? Uh, one of the main things is uh, is communication, and we we talked about it too. Um, you know, some those guys go out there and it's like church. You know, you, it's silent. Like you you got to communicate on the defense. You know, you got you see a guy going motion. You need to uh, shout out, man. Like, hey, they out of out of the out of that formation. They usually run a trap, or they they usually try to crack back. You know, watch the crack back. You know, like. You know, the the awareness and communication is, is what's got to change. But what I was going to ask you on this is, as a player, and I kind of was thinking about some of this this week leading into this, is this a game 
where in a lot of ways scheme and game plan and all that stuff just kind of goes out the window. I agree. I think I I really think it's one of those games where the players on the field win the game. Because didn't you didn't you tell me? Correct me if I'm wrong, but that 2001 game, you guys were going to come out and do all kinds of different. Oh stuff, yeah. And then had, Bull Reese just said, "Screw it, scrap the whole day." We had all these really fancy combo coverages, and we were going to move the safeties around in different shells and do all this really cool stuff. We've been working on. I was like, "Yeah, man, we got a great gameplay coming in." First down, I believe though it was the second series. After the second series, Bullries calls downstairs. Ah, right, you know what? Scrap the damn game plan. We're going man to man across the board. Zero coverage and one coverage. So man to man and cover one the whole damn game. We had all this really cool cover two combo, <laughs> cover three slash. Man, we didn't do any of that stuff. We didn't do a damn thing. We played man to man because we figured, hey, we can man them up across the board. And we don't. We want to put our safeties in position where they can come down and and play the run. So hey, he basically said, "Corners, y'all only y'all damn own. Earn your money. You're supposed to be some of the best in the country. Earn your damn money." I think people always say, "Boy, how intimidating the tunnel is." I think it's fun. College football is about fans and and about the fan experience. And uh, you know, you got some guy cussing you and he's slobbering all over himself and he's probably about half drunk and he's. He's calling your wife names and your grandmother names, and he's just having fun, you know. So I, I just, I just laugh at him. I mean, I, uh, I only take things that people say to me uh, seriously when I know them. If I don't know them, I, I just say, "Oh boy, he's gonna have a headache in the morning." Uh, in fact, some of them I'll say, "He's not gonna see the game, so he won't be a factor." He, uh, and and that is, it, it used to be. Uh, interestingly fun, but at, when I was at OU, I used to sit and they'd always have an account of how many Texas fans came to the emergency room and how many Oklahoma fans, and that was a, a count of how the fans were fired up before the game. So I think with modern-day police and Internet, that slowed down a little bit, too. I don't think we have as many fights at the West End. And our very own Rod B. to give Texas a 14-3 lead against Oklahoma in the 2002 Red River rivalry. And Gary Danielson, Rod was in man-to-man, not zone coverage. Smith is out to the right. Basher takes him one-on-one. First down over you. Now Hibble. This pass was called by Oklahoma expecting a man-to-man coverage. It was not. Works was going to go out and up right here, and these two guys are going to try to pick. It doesn't work if the other team is playing zone defense, and when Hibble lays it up, there's the corner just standing there saying, thank you very much. Good call, Carl Reese, put me in zone instead of man-to-man, and Hipple misreads it for a touchdown for the Longhorns. Nate Hipple thinks he's got a pick to the outside, one-on-one coverage, lays it up, a critical mistake, his second of the game, Works has no chance for it, and that's a disaster waiting to happen. You see it right there. Babers, who had the big interception last week against Oklahoma State, gets another one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You've been listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Remember, for the latest Longhorn news 24-7, visit Horns247.com.